It's about world fusion. So everyone gets along. Everyone gets along. You're experimenting with different cultures. I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourselves. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. Must be dead. Is this a dead man, Doctor? Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Roast Mortem Podcast. I am Tom. I'm Travis. Hello. I'm your Cody for the evening. Hi, I'm Mike. Ooh. Yeah. There we go. Four hey, of us. That's hey. four of us. No, we, we've second podcast in a row that we've had sexual lighting mm. like this. Yeah. I like, it. I like the lamp it's, down It's here. conducive to the environment. Conducive to yeah. the environment. <laughs> Super conducive. I'm living in the shadows. Is my dick out? I don't know. You can't tell. Doesn't yeah, matter. You know, it doesn't matter. No doesn't stream matter. tonight. How's everyone's week? Uh, it's the same as... Uh, the week you uh They don't know that <laughs> Okay <laughs> I don't know that. You know what man like I'm just I've been struggling with something uh personally which is my my head. What's wrong with your head? What's wrong I'm with just, the cranium? I'm just congested all the time. Yeah, who who did uh, that to us? Someone did that to Mike, Mike, you did that to us. I, I, I don't know. Well I'm congested more often than I'm not. Yeah. And you would think like if you have a, a big old sexual Jewish nose as I do. That you would have more airway. You would think. This is it's all not cartilage. true. It's not true. Mm-mm. So I'm going to launch a GoFundMe for, for my face operation. I'm, I <laughs> what is it called a, again? Uh, it's called a deviated septum, and it's... Uh, so it's a corrective it, surgery. Uh, I don't know. Septum I got that, too. Fix, yeah, I think everyone has it a little bit, oh. but I, I'm just tired. You ever been punched in the face by a sibling? Oh, I, you I listen it. to my voice when I'm editing, and, you know, it's just... It's like a good voice, but it could be better. Tom, yes. Yeah, I think you're voice. just too hard on yourself, Tom. Yeah. You're yeah. just your own worst critic, you know? Yeah. This is why we're friends. Yeah. I think you sound great. Thanks, yeah. man. Dude. I don't know. That's amazing. I'm, I'm struggling, you- is what I'm saying. Putting yeah. it out there. Thank How you. How about though. you guys? I have a pretty good week. I went to the Empire State Building yesterday for the first time. Oh, shit. Do you kick football off of it? No, I threw a bunch of change off the top, though. <laughs> you killed... Oh, you might have killed someone. You killed a lot of migrant families with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, security's tight over there. Mm. Yeah, just let me right in. <laughs> <laughs> Cody, Jesus, what about you? I didn't do shit. Fuck you guys. Mm. Mm. That's good. That is good. Rich. Rich. Yeah. Rich, yeah. yeah. Ooh. I was trying to get my suit tailored, and then this oh, nice... Oh, fuck, I have to do that, or something to that effect. Uh, well, this nice, nice old Italian lady, you know, she said, pick it up on Wednesday. And I was like, all right. Showed up, and she was like, ooh, it's not ready. I've been so busy. And I was like, I want to leave you a bad fucking review, but you're a nice old Italian lady, so I'm not going to do shit. Nona. Be yeah, nice man. to Nona. Well, firstly, if you leave bad reviews for places, stop it. Well, no. Respect your own time. Secondly, <laughs> if someone does something like that to you, you just don't go back to them. Well, no, no, no. She was also, both, to- both times I showed up there, she was like 20 minutes late from opening. Oh, okay. So I was like, all right, right. like, uh. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Grandma's got it rough. Yeah, she's got it rough. It's a nice little sweet old Italian lady. Making me tailored. Her shit is just (laughs) not together. Making you tailored. Making me tailored. Making you a pretty boy for a pretty thing. In that premium suit. Yeah. So you're getting all preemed up. Very nice. What, me? Yeah, say a thing. What? Who's on the slanky danky? Oh, thank you. 
All right, tonight on the old chopping block. Yeah, that's hanky slanky. That's the old vernacular for chopping block. Mm. Hanky slanky. Yeah, that's the archaic, ancient, ancient Sumerian texts. We have a very, very interesting gentleman. Do tell. His name is Django Reinhardt. Hey, Django. Who the fuck is that? And how do you spell that? Django Reinhardt starts with a D, believe it or not. D J A N G O. Reinhardt. Django. How does that work? Well, basically, no, I don't understand how that works. You're what, so the extra hot. D? But it should be a Django. I think it's French. It is French, actually. Oh, you know yeah. what? It's, it's French for I awake. Oh. Oh, like Dijon? No. Dijon. See, Dijon has a D in it. What is that in Spanish? Yeah, so does Django. 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 Yeah, it's just Django, though. Fuck that. <laughs> Fucking French. Django Reinhardt is the world's sexiest gypsy. Okay. Oh, yeah? And by oh, that, I mean the jazziest. Okay. Sexy. I is mean, there a metric you're abiding by here? Or are you just flying by the seat of your pants? I'm going to go with there is a metric. Oh. As consumers of the common world, we understand that this is the same idea. Sexy and jazzy. Yeah. Ooh, interchangeable. Oh, uh, yeah. He is the most influential jazz guitar player to ever exist. Oh. Do you yes. think that that line that exists when, you know, between sexy and jazzy is just the sultry line? There is no line, Travis. Sultry is like the. Sultry. Sultry. They are one in the same. Sultry. Sultry line. Yeah. He's responsible for what we refer to as gypsy jazz. Mm, I don't um, refer to anything as gypsy jazz. I have a quick question. What's a gypsy? Is it like a, like a right. race or a... It's technically a race. Or a lot of people like a religion or something like that. A lot of people don't think it is a race, but it is a race. Oh, it is? And in fact, Roma. Uh, I am Roma gypsy. Gypos. So this episode is already cleared for embracism. That's right. <laughs> so and, I can that, say, and that's very important that you say that. Wait, so I can say gypo as much as I want? Sure. Hell yeah. Now, isn't gypsies an erroneous like slur that's meant for like Egypt? Well, it's not just Egypt. It's people who traveled out of Egypt. Okay. And a lot of them went as far as it's a... <laughs> the Exodus. It's a traveling group of folk. Gypsies are... Roaming? In, they're never Nomads. in one place. For they're more nomadic than one time. folk. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, shit. No I'm going to talk about that stuff. His legacy includes dozens of recordings that a lot of people know, maybe not knowing that it's him. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, one of those. One of those exactly. types. <laughs> yeah. He's performed with fantastic jazz musicians such as Louis Armstrong hey. and Duke Ellington. Hey. Louis? Louis and Duke? Dukey. I see trees Love my oranges, love my peas, and I say to myself... What a wonderful That's him playing the, uh, the trombone pe- uh, trumpet. Trumpet, yeah. That was in racial parameters. Thank you, Travis. Yeah, totally fine. You wouldn't even know. Oh, yeah. So this dude, Django... He's got his name on a handful of jazz nerd festivals all over the world. Because mm, mm, mm. all these jazz people are just like, oh, Django. He's the guy who introduced guitar to the jazz world. Wow, that wasn't there? No, before Django, guitars weren't considered to be like loud enough. Because keep in mind, the orchestras at the time didn't have amplification of any type. And it was just one or two microphones recording. Them. All right, so he's using mics, or is he, like, hitting it extra hard? He would hit it hard as fuck, and I'll tell you how he was able to make his own sound. Oh, I love man, making man, my own sound. This shit works. So this shit isn't like Van Halen. Jump! Um, he was the original Ed Van Halen. Oh! Uh, 
Yeah, he's responsible for so many dorks staying in their basements for years at a time trying to learn the ropes of gypsy jazz guitar. The ropes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Pretty difficult, I gotta say. Shooting them. Shooting them ropes. You guys ready to blast off into this gentleman's Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm ready to get unchained. Oh, right. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so we made a rule before... What? I don't know. What before you got yeah, here. You, there's a rule. We have to devise a punishment for the third strike of that. And I, so was, that I was two. Nope, that was already... No, what? you're at no you one. That's you're at one. one for you. You're at one. <laughs> you're at one. <laughs> Whoever strike three has to, like, slug some of uh, the gross booze or something like that. Jingle! That's fine. <laughs> That's not really a joke. Just you're the, just saying his name. The key word yeah, is that... The other word. I will tell you this. The character Django... Django Reinhardt? Not the other one. Not, no, the other one. From Django Unchained. <laughs> oh, that is okay, a, that's, that's fine. That's a movie. You're not penalized. It's a remake. Quentin Tarantino had done that. That's where yeah. popular culture knows it from. But it's a remake from a movie from the 70s. Django is actually Shaft's great-grandfather. Oh. Did that, you know that? that did Django. not know. Okay. Yeah. Fanciful. Cool. That's pretty cool. There you go. Very nice. All right, back to the other Django. Django was born January 23rd. 1910, in Belgium, in a traveling French-Romany gypsy caravan. Oh, so many nationalities. Yes. To the father, Jean-Eugene Reinhardt, and mother, Lawrence Reinhardt, better known as Negros. Whoa, gypsies Whoa. reproduce sexually? Yeah, dude, they, oh. they can't stop it. Wait, he was Eugene-Eugene? Eugene-Eugene. Jean-Eugene. I like that name. Great. We'll, we'll also be discovering how little French I can speak. Oh, yeah. So I have a lot of things to say in French. Oh, that we'll make fun of you adequately. So his father was Gene Simmons. Lick it up. <laughs> Lick it up. That's right. Yeah. So a true gypsy caravan wagon at this time. Just you know, paint a picture of what these people were dealing with. Oh, no, no. So a gypsy caravan is just families of gypsies that travel together. And, you know, they'll go park in a dump somewhere and take shits, like, behind mountains and stuff like that. Oh, um, sweet. So the, behind the, the mountains, the word, like the most inconvenient place to take a shit. <laughs> yeah, hold on. I'll be back in, like, three hours. I gotta go poop behind that fucking Three mountain. weeks. <laughs> yeah. Fucks. You can walk behind the mountains. The Appalachians. All right. Small mountains. You know, mulch. Yeah, this is warm inside. This is uh, France. This isn't freedom. Like, we don't have Appalachians. They have... I don't know. The Omelette Mountains. They gave uh, us the Liberty omelet. Statue and the Appalachians. That's why it, sh- uh, it sounds like that. All right. Well, you know what? They also gave us omelets, dude. A true gypsy caravan wagon, also known as a Vardo, is a fancy wooden box. We're going to continue that later, yes. Cody. 14 feet long, 7 feet wide by 6 feet tall. What's with a, a drawn couple- by? Oh, sorry. Drawn by horse. Oh. Thank you for asking. It's got a couple windows and a cast iron stove in the middle to keep everything warm. That sounds Ooh. horrible. That's Cat. a fire hazard. Imagine living like that your entire life. <laughs> you just, I mean, you just lose you your know. balance and scald your fucking arm in like the morning coffee. Like, ah! Yeah, you pretty much just live outside. Yeah. It's like you just go into this little tube to shit and to shave. Live. Yeah, barely. No, you shit outside. <laughs> oh, yeah, you don't like shit in there. Gypsy. You just go to sleep on your Casper mattress and your Django cart. Yep. Not sponsored by Casper or Django well, you know, Cart. You could probably fit a small Casper in there. You probably could. You probably fit a small anything in there, but definitely not a big anything. Yeah, no. Got it. Small things. So, so gypsies are known for a few ways of making a living. Oh, God. Most of them are dirty, oh, such as robbery, <laughs> fraud, and horse flipping <laughs> at the time. Uh, what's horse flipping? Now, as you said before, all the Vardos were pulled by horses. Horses. And one thing... That the gypsies love to do. 
horse flipping, was taking their older used horses and selling them to farmers after sprucing them up to make them appear young. They had them with, like, pledge <laughs> furniture varnish or something? They use shoe polish and cover all, right, so. all the horse's hair with it. Oh. Ooh. So they looked sleek and fresh. Sexy horse. <laughs> right, like hair dyeing it. I think you know, my... Like I, just, just for men, but yeah, for horses. Okay. My uncle totally did that with shoe polish one time. Oh, I believe it. Um, it was greased back. A they horse? Make, they would make them drink water, like a lot of it, force feed them water. They would fill out their, their torsos... So you couldn't see the rib cages from the malnourishment. Right. And they would also put a little bit of ginger in the anus to uh, give the horse a little bit more pep than usual. <laughs> oh, a little ginger in the anus. I want to do that on hold me. Hold on, hold on. No, because I want that pep in my step, dude. Yeah, dude. Just There's a lot of things you can put in your butt. Throw some raw ginger up there. Yeah, there's a lot of things you can put in your butt for extra peppy step, Travis. Well, they should come telling you, if, if someone listens uh, that works for Preparation H, make pep in your step. Preparation H. I guess flavor is not the right word, but Preparation H ginger flavor. Yeah, ginger flavor. <laughs> ah! How do you put ginger in a horse's butt? Who volunteers you just shove for it that? in there. Dude, they're they're gypsies. Like they ways to do everything. Is it powdered, or you just stand back eight feet and like chuck the root in? So, no, you just put the whole root in there. Are they like sketchy used car salesmen, kind of? Pretty much. Yeah. Well, for horses. For horses. In, in, in the uh, early 1900s. Yeah, and horses are pretty much just a car. Little Basically, yeah. yeah. It's like a human car, if you think about it. <laughs> Django's father and mother were both entertainers. Jean had a little orchestra, and she was one of the dancers. You see, they would travel from town to town, throwing shows for the locals and entertaining by throwing dance parties. Mm. We're talking about France and Hoedowns. Belgium and all these places that don't have drinking laws, so they'd be able to just pull up into a town square and they get tips and sell alcohol and their weaved baskets and things of this nature. Nowadays, it'd probably be like Scooter that they're playing. Your but I don't think they're playing Scooter. No, they're not. At the well, actually, time, not even nowadays. That would be like 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but gypsies, basically, they love to party. Yeah. They have this, it's their lifestyle. Oh, they're Andrew W. Case. Yeah. In order to truly party, as you mentioned before, Scooter, that is music. A mm-hmm. prime example of what music should be. On the night Django was born, his father was conducting his orchestra and sent Negros to the hospital with one of the other gypsies. Mm. She was all in labor, but just painting a picture, this guy isn't able to stop his partying. He's just like, oh, your, your, your water broke? Why don't you walk down that road? Yeah, get, get down that road over yeah. there. Roll that way. And three days later, she came back from the hospital with her firstborn son. Mm. Always the hardest. Look what yeah. I got. Yeah. This came out of a kinder egg. I just imagine her walking back to the gypsy camp and just... Just getting louder. My <laughs> She's like, boy oh, here's coming. your boy! Yeah, my Django boy is coming. <laughs> Yeah, Romani gypsies of the early 1900s weren't big on marriages or birthday parties. Firstborn son baptisms were huge, and they would do that right after birth. Why for? I don't know. It was like a tradition thing. No birthday parties? The fuck is that? Well, no, they would party on birthdays, but like the the big party was always uh, the, the born son. Yeah, like yeah, they partied all all year round. <laughs> Every occasion they could. Baby. But that was a big one. You know, uh. that's one, that's one they got catering for. That's one that they. Uh, other gypsies came came over and, you know... Checked out the baby. Like exactly. a triple kegger. Exactly. The hors d'oeuvres came out. So a few days later, Father Jean, or Papa Jean... Papa Jean! Went to the town secretary to register Django's birth certificate. He was registered as Jean Reinhard, missing the T at the end. <laughs> Look because, what I made. Huh. 
Because he was hard as fuck. We don't exactly know why. The clerk added the T later, because that's traditional spelling. And correct. But gypsies registered names for their paperwork and licensing sake, and they didn't really use them at all. Mm. So Django's real name is Gene Reinhardt. Oh, way less mm. cool. Yeah, but gypsies typically went by single names. So okay. Django was just Django. All right. So the gypsies. The last name shit was uh, some frivolous stuff that basically public officials, they would make them register for stuff and they would do a European style name. Oh yeah, they so, needed a first and last name. Exactly. So it was called, kind of like Ellis Island shit. And there's a lot uh. of, in, in Roma Gypsy, apparently throughout the naming process, these public officials like hated gypsies. So they would just change their names just to fuck with them sometimes. <laughs> no. All right. But then they would go and change their legal name constantly. Anyway, yeah. Like the... Uh, in the book I was reading about it, the the author was saying how a gypsy would change his legal name as often as he changed his shirt. Mm. All uh, kinds of scams and being, you know. Right. So, like, today I'm Bert. Yeah. Tomorrow I'm Reginald. Yes. Depending on what I'm doing. We're looking for Bert. I'm a radish salesman. I, my name is Reginald. I'm not Bert. <laughs> well, have a nice day, uh, not Bert. Well, Reginald. Reginald. I'm not Reginald anymore. I'm Leonardo. Ooh. And I sell toenails for $7 a euro. Wow. wow. <laughs> That's really good. Holy shit. I don't even know. Yeah. So by the time Django was five, Negros had two more children, his sister Sarah and his brother Joseph, also known as Nin Nin. Nice. That's a cool name. Yes. And like any good gypsy, Jean divorces Negros and leaves her with the three kids. Aha. That's how you do it. <laughs> yes. Negros had turned to basket weaving and making jewelry to sell to feed the family. There's an old gypsy saying that you love your horse more than your wife because she might leave you and the horse will always stay. But this was kind of the opposite. Don't wives live longer, too? Sometimes. I mean, gypsies are a different metric than us, I They think. make horrible glue. Mm. Oh, horrible. Yes. You know, if you smack a horse on the ass, it'll leave, though. Yeah. But a gypsy wife smacking her on the ass. She don't come. Yeah, but. <laughs> she don't come? <laughs> yeah, but if you smack a horse on the ass and it, your house is attached to it, you're moving. <laughs> <laughs> Time to move. Tiny house on wheels. His dad does disappear for a while, but he comes back into Django's life. He wasn't totally absent. Right. And uh, in his youth, Django was very good at stealing chickens, which makes you very popular amongst the gypsies. It's got to be the hardest thing to steal. They're so noisy. Yeah. And they leave a trail of feathers. That's where it is. It's all in the coat. You got you to gotta get them comfortable, and then you got to not let it know who's stealing it. Come up from behind it. Yeah, chicken's a chicken. snitch. You know that goddamn chicken will snitch on you if it yeah, gets but, out. Yeah, apparently he was very good at that. Fuck, how, did, how does that happen? So if you can't tell by now with what I've been telling you, the average town didn't want gypsies to come through. The only people who benefited from that were party animals. It was like a... Uh, Frat houses. Yeah, pretty much. You so know, we'd like if gypsies came through. We would like it. <laughs> I feel gypsies maybe, do come through maybe and we don't notice. 20 years from now, if we're old and tired, and we don't want gypsies value. to come through. Mm. Did, I, did I ever tell you that time that I was at a gypsy funeral? No. Yeah, hold on. Tell that story. Right, so like? I wasn't actually at a gypsy funeral, okay. but... But uh, the when I was going to school in Wales, there was a gypsy funeral in the ta- in Bangor, the the university I went to, the uh-huh. town, and like basically the school was like, don't go out this night because the gypsies are in town and they're having a funeral, and like they will kick the shit out of you, and if they beat you up or like kill you or whatever, like they disappear. 
You know, it's like the cops can't follow up. You know, you'll just disappear. That's crazy. But yeah, it was like complete lockdown. Everyone was why, like, why, so we got why drunk. Why they beat a, you up? Like what? They hate anyone. It's like not them or some shit like that. Like some crazy. They can be an aggressive person, but they've also gotten the brunt of European wrath through Christianity. Yeah. You see, like the Jews got it bad. Yeah, yeah. They had to move everywhere because every Christ lover in Europe just fucking hated Jews because they killed Christ. Mm. But old European folklore says that the gypsies wrote the nails that crucified Christ. Ah, wrote the oh. nails? Yeah, wrote. W-R- Wrote. O-U-G-H-T. Rot. Rot. Is that how you say it? Oh, no, it's wrote. Like rot iron. Rot iron. Oh, yeah, yeah. You say root. Okay, wrote. It's like... They made the things... Yeah, they forged it. Yeah, it's like it's like a scrote. Yeah. You make your scrote. Yes, mm-hmm. in, in in the forge. Mm-hmm. Even though that like believing in Jesus and being a gypsy isn't mutually exclusive. Like there are Christian gypsies, but if you have that in your bloodline, you're the dirty person. Uh, yeah. So they've gotten shit on speaking. Yeah. A lot through a lot of history. So, so they and they've they've made their own and they've had to do shit. They've had to steal and that's just their way of life. They're yeah. a hardy stuff. And also, uh, yeah. not I hope I, I hope I'm not jumping ahead. Too much, but uh, the second biggest group that Hitler persecuted. Oh, yeah. Gypsies. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to cover that for a little bit. Right. It was like a million gypsies that were killed in the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Like what, five million Jews. Yeah. And then various others. Like, Handicaps. And, lay, oh, oh, yeah. Disabled, yeah. disabled people and shit. Yeah. And there really isn't that many Jews or gypsies on the face of the planet. So it's, uh, you know, pretty bad dent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Django never really attended school. He spent his youth in cafes, bars, and billiard halls hanging out with older gypsies. Ah. Not to say that schools weren't available to gypsies. Like, his younger brother went to school normally and had an education, but Django just was like, nah. Nah. Gypsies are sort of anti-disestablishmentarianism. You want to use that long word here? I'd like using it. At every opportunity. Cody, yeah. stop saying the big word. I'm going to say huge word. C-A-T. Cat. That's yeah. me. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but because of this, Django never really learned how to read. Oh, he never learned how to do his one, two, threes? I can't nope. read. He doesn't know anything. Yeah. Right. So, very uneducated. Now, when World War One erupted, Negros had to evacuate her family on foot from Paris uh. to the outskirts. And then... She lived in a gypsy camp for a while with the kids, and once World War One was done, they were able to go back into Paris, luckily able to find their old Vardo, their their wagon, oh. their caravan. Oh, they found their same like wagon? Yeah, I mean they didn't have their horse, but mm. it was left it was left at a gypsy camp that oh, was okay. pretty much undisturbed. So all their gypsies that they were with left them there, and I think that they went on foot to not be detected. Right. And no one's going to take a gypsy fucking wagon. It's there's, cursed. There's nothing in them. There's they had, lice. They had all their projections. Lots of lice. Lots, lots of, of lice. Lots of, lice. lots of scabies. Ow. Gross <laughs> shit. When they returned to Paris, there was an area just outside that a lot of gypsies settled down in called La Zone. <laughs> Lasagna? La Zone. Like LA Lazone. space zone. Oh, the zone. At the, like, at, like LA zone. The fun zone. Yeah. It's so like the, LA Fitness. Like so the LA Fitness. Yeah, the so there was slightly zone. less traveling and there was just more living in this. Basically, it's a trailer park. Ah, uh, yeah. Trailer park, boys. That's right. Trailer park, LA Zone. I'm sorry. In La Zone, 
Django led a gang of gypsy kids called Les Folades Rouge. Gang. Translates to, yeah, the Red Scarves, which is a symbol of the Paris working class. <gasps> oh, the Red Boys. That sounds adorable. I want to pinch them on the cheeks. Yeah, but he wasn't very good at leading a gang. It was just children that would fight each other. <laughs> He's nine, year old, nine years old at this point. Or the uh, Red Scarves. Gypsy gangbanging, yeah. Yeah, there was some, some uh, confrontation in the book about how he tried to rob another gang leader's money. And he just kind of walked up to him with his crew and was like, let me get your money. And the dude just knocked him out and <laughs> walked away. And it was like, I don't know, he was probably a 14-year-old. It's not really what you're supposed man. to do. No. It was sneaky about how, do you, how do you shake down a rival gangster, Travis? Break it down for us All real right. quick. So first, I would say, hello, sir. Hello, gentlemen gang. Firm dick shake. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not giving him a dick shake. I'm giving him a gentleman's handshake. With and then dick? I'd say, um, have you ever heard of something called the $5 foot long? Like, <laughs> well, no, I haven't, actually. I'd be like, well, you're going to see it. So then we'd, we'd trot over to Subway. And while he's feasting on this foot long, on the foot long of meat, the 11-inch right, foot long. Th- this 11-year-old feasting on the 11-foot meat. <laughs> yeah. 11 I inch. would sneak my hand into his pocket. Back pocket, right? Grab his wallette and be like, I got your wallet, idiot, and run. And See, he's already he's stuffed. He's stuffed. He's not moving, dude. See, you have a good plan, but like it falls it off. It falls apart. It falls apart. You can cut right to the chase if you just send him into the back of the subway and let Jared have his way. <laughs> and you know Jared's taking off those pants, and that's where the money is. Jared doesn't give a shit about money. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he's on commercials. He's got his own money. He's got $5 for every foot. Yeah. Ugh. So young Django starts gambling early, and all the time. Cards, dice, horse races, shit like that. Mm. So he was just like that dude, you know? Yeah, he's playing Crassler. Hustler, hustler, hustler. I'm, I'm 10, you know? Let's play CeeLo. <laughs> CeeLo, let me so, get a three, let me get a three, nine, three, nine. Four, five, six. Four, five, six. Four, five, six. <laughs> yeah, that's four, five, six. I don't uh, even know what blue what is CeeLo? Four, five, six is the winning. That's a good yeah. one, right? If you're ever going to approach someone to play CeeLo on the street, you get the rules first, because everyone yeah. changes their rules. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There's house rules, even though you're outside. Yeah, exactly. The the shitty house rules. So he also had an affinity for music from a young age, as I'm sure you can guess, right? Mm. being the guitar guy he is. Yeah. He was surrounded by it. His first instrument was a violin. Usually all gypsies who picked up an instrument started with the violin, mostly due to its portability. Yes. Yeah, if you're up panhandling, you just got this little ukulele-sized uh, little F-hole baby. It's a good fugitive you, instrument. Yeah, it's perfect. Like what? the Jew's harp. Yeah, that's just metal in your mouth. Easy to run with. Mm. Exactly. Imagine someone running with a Jew's harp. Like, boing, 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 boing. Oh, like, yeah, it would, have like a, it would have his like, own like soundtrack. <laughs> Yeah. And you can, you just be caught. I want to do that. Yeah, he learned the violin from his uncle, can't read this fucking, Guligo? Guligo? That might have been a racial slur, I can't tell. Is it Gogo Bordillo? Well, all, it could be. All the gypsy names that I had mentioned before, everyone has that one name they go by. It's usually a descriptor. Mm. Ah, like short. Yeah, it's like short. Short round. Like, uh, a lot of the first name, a lot of the names they would give to the sons, the firstborn ones were, like, whatever language they were using, and it, it was, like, big. That's your name. Is your that what Django is, is? Django is I Awake. 
Oh yeah, you told yeah, us that. Didn't I did. You? I did tell you that. Yeah. See, We're I'm paying, paying attention. attention. I'm paying. Yeah. Really uh, that was a recap. Me. That was a recap yeah. for the audience. A little refresher. Yeah. You know? Thank you. Yeah. Refreshing. Yeah. At 10 years old, he gets to play his first guitar. It's a banjo guitar. Hey. A banjo guitar is strung like a guitar, six strings, but it has a banjo body. Mm. It's a little louder than your typical acoustic mm. guitar. Such so as a snare drum with strings. Pretty much. What? Yeah. The uh, snare drum with strings? Yeah. Basically, yeah. Yeah. So he didn't actually get his first guitar until he was 12, though. He was playing his cousins, but he had a a thing for it. And all the other gypsies who saw him playing it were like, this kid's really good. He Mm. gets melodies. He knows how to fucking shred. Melodies nuts. So they call it shredding back then? No, but for uh, modern context... I think we should call it shredding. Okay, Django yeah, right, shredding, cool. dude. Just Django, Django and shreds. Yeah, because I just, uh, I just imagine I just, that's my first one. Ooh, no, no, we're. I feel like we're at one still. That was that was coy enough. Yeah, I'm just picturing some uh, some Frenchman going like, "Ooh, we shredded, <laughs> les shreds, les shreds. smoking a real long <laughs> cigarette, and yeah. eating a uh, baguette with a beret on." Yeah. Ooh. Sometimes they confuse that really long cigarette for that baguette. Oh, you ever tried to light a, that light a baguette? Got a baguette, mate? I mean, a cigarette, mate? You ever smoke uh, bread? A, a fudge? No, but it sounds lovely. It's not good. It's like a panini or toast. Smoke bread? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think I ever smoked bread. <laughs> Thanks for that input, Mike. <laughs> I think for a second. That? So he played his first banjo guitar until his fingers were practically bleeding. Oh, gross. He would sneak into nightclubs and hide under tables to watch more seasoned players and memorize their melodies and recreate them back at the Was camp. Was this a Muppets episode, for fuck's sake? Kind of. I mean, this is just a child on the lamb. <laughs> mm, running away. <laughs> yeah. Playing... playing <laughs> Playing hooky everywhere, no school. He probably went to school like thirty days of his life. Yeah, this that's all is, you need. That's all you need. This yeah. is Oscar the Grouch origin story. That's yeah. diagonies. Well, all right. This is Oscar the Grouch different style. Alpha. that plays instruments. All right. Eventually, his uncle noticed that he was uh, noticed him in a club hiding under a table mm. and was watching him. But he was under a table, Tom. Yeah, but the uncle just was like, "Let me." Oh, I dropped something. I dropped my beret. My red <laughs> scarf. Oh, is that my nephew? Jesus. Ah, is that my nephew? Django. No. So he was watching Django watch this guitar player. And he was like, do you know how... Afterwards, he asked him, do you know how to play? He gave him the banjo guitar, and Django started shredding. And wow. he's like, all right, this kid's dope. Let's get him in your dad's band. Ah, uh, all right. Because his dad's the... Uh, he's the basically the... The conductor for this little gypsy band. Yeah. So he starts playing live at 12. The same year, Django begins playing for a well-known accordionist named Veste Veste Guerino. Guerino. Could be Italian, because gypsies do blend a lot in. You know, they're They're from all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. The other musicians were very aware of how good this kid was and how he was starting to outshine them. Oh, was oh, he one of he's so basically he's one of those fucks that you when you go on YouTube and there's a kid that's like fucking six kid destroys talent show. yeah and it's like what the mm. fuck it's a like golden uh, child like when did they start teaching this kid how to play the instrument like fucking in one? utero he's one of those I mean he didn't play one of these instruments till he was ten Prodigy. which is still fairly early but he's got gypsy strength dude he's flying oh. he's absolutely flying so he's prodigy status so mm. he's one of the kids I hate on YouTube yeah pretty much. And this dude, Vestes, 
starts paying him 10 francs a night to play with him. I have to ask, is that decent? 150 bucks a night. Wow. In Back gypsy, in the day? In gypsy money. Nowadays. Damn. That's today. I, tra- I, uh, I took the francs, referred Man. them to euros, and then that's all the worth over here. It's about 150 bucks. That's a lot of money. And he's like, how old? To do 12. something he likes. 12. Like 12. a 12-year-old getting $150. A, oh. a night. A night. And, pl- and working every night. Wow. That's yeah. a lot of Jeffrey Bucks. That's so many Jeffrey Bucks. Dude, he, pro- he probably had all the Pokemon cards. Yeah, probably. Yeah. The popular musical style that they were playing was called musette, <laughs> which is Small. traditional French music, accordion-driven waltzes, basically. It's the stuff, if you were to like search like French stock music, that's what he was playing. Okay. All right, like Forever Jaca. It's like a bunch of accordions. That, exactly what's in your head right now. No, That's what okay. he was playing. All right, I got you. The mm. most uh, most insensitive French stereotype. Yes, bring it's that okay. to Beautiful, life. horrifying. <laughs> yeah, their gigs were in French dance halls filled with loose women, violent men, Ooh. drunken idiots, the like. Most of these places wouldn't serve drinks in glass due to the constant stabbing accidents. This sounds like a perfect place to bring up a 12-year-old. So what? Oh, yeah. Ten cups or Capri Suns, then? It builds character, you know. Wooden goblets, things like that. Hmm. Maybe shot glasses, but not bottles, because the bottles make for a good instrument. Right, that's like going to any fucking big arena now. They're like, oh, Oh. here's your fucking beer, and you pour it in the fucking glass. The the plastic shitty cup. And and it's like already a plastic bottle anyway. Yeah. Just Hmm. in case one of the employees decides to kill themselves. As (laughs) As soon as they see how they're ringing up... $25 $25 beers, and they're getting paid $12 an hour to stand there. Yeah, and no one's tipping them because it's so fucking expensive. Yeah, that's <laughs> fucked up. So the employees, they gotta protect, make sure that they're not stabbing anyone either. Yeah. Jenga was very lucky to be playing with Gierno. Gierino. I keep saying that wrong. Mr. G. Yeah, Mr. G. Mr. Most of the other musette orchestras were extremely conservative at the time and wouldn't let Django's style of improv like, flourish, you know? Well, yeah, they, they don't want haters. the kid going off the paper. They'd be like, hey, we already wrote this. You don't need to change it. Django also had no idea how to read music. Oh. Firstly, he couldn't read. Couldn't read music. So he was brought up improvising. Mm. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. For the next few years, Django kept playing with orchestras as he developed, and his playing reputation made him extremely hireable. The attendance reputation of his would make him somewhat of a gamble if you hired him, though. Mm. If he agreed to work for someone and another person came by with a job that paid a little bit more a night, Django just wouldn't show up to the previous engagement. If he didn't feel like working, he just wouldn't work. If he went out drinking, he would stay drinking. Oh, well, I agree with him on that. He stays the course. Well, I mean, if you if I'm like, hey, here's your livelihood. Do you want to come and pick it up? He would be like, yeah, I'll be there, man. And then just not show up. This oh. starts when he's like 15. I was just uh, saying I agree with the last statement. If he's going to start drinking... Yeah. Keep on drinking. Yeah, but the gypsy drinking at, like, pre-mimosa time. You know, nine uh, 9.30 in the morning, waking up drinking, and then, like, you got a gig tonight, Django. Yeah, I'll be there. Don't worry, he's French. You can just drink wine like a champ, dude. That's true. Mm. At age 15, 
He was one of the richest gypsies in camp. Hmm. He dated a woman named Sophie for two years, and they were about to get married, but dropped her like a shitty French cigarette to have a runaway marriage with his first wife, Florine. Ooh. Wait, he was married Wait, already? what's going on? At 15, he married Florine. Right. Oh, okay. So he yeah. remarried Florine? No, what happened was is that he dated this woman that was a gypsy like him, and it was like, oh, they're a couple, they'll get married. Right. And she thought they were getting married, and then he was like, oh, uh, she's uh, tighter than you. Oh, okay. Ah, hoo-hoo. And just dropped her. And like back then, it was like if you dated someone for three months and it was going well, you got married. Well, yeah. you date someone for two years, and then you all of a sudden just run away. It's, it's a little dick move, I guess. That's pretty dick, yeah. Yeah. Uh, runaway marriages, though, were pretty normal with Manouche gypsies, which is technically what he was. Yeah, give me a Manouche. Uh, I'm going to leave. One a Manouche. Um, the <laughs> ancestry actually has to do with Indian descent. Oh. There's Hindu Ooh. influence there. So these are Europeans who at one point went to India and then came back. Right. Oh, that's cool. From the 1500s, they were over there right. and then shipped over here. So there's a little bit of that in the blood. That's what I love about the gyp- the gypsy culture and like Romani is is that it comes from so many different parts of the globe. It's very diverse. You know, it's like uh, I know a lot of it's like based off of like the Hun when they they invaded. Yeah, and a lot of it was like trade routes oh, to yeah. India and Asia and Africa and. I got that in the blood. As I, I told feel, you before. That's why we can say that. It feels like I just can't I can't function society that well. Yeah, well. Just inherently, I uh, don't like any of it. Tommy, you want to go pick some pockets? We're Maybe wired very pockets. differently, Mike. It's on my other side of the family, not our common side. Mike's safe. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, Mike's clean. He's he's good. He's a clean Irish boy. He can't juggle. Top of the morning to y'all. Yeah, yeah exactly. To starts there. So the runaway marriages were normal, but something else that was considered completely normal was public consummation what? of the first wedding. Mm. You oh. came back and you fuck your bride in front of everyone. Look at oh, this. Hell that's, how, oh, that's how everyone knows that that's the husband. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty Can you sick. imagine that? <laughs> that's pretty sick. What? Yeah. You're yeah. like, I love this woman. Yeah. I've been with her and like we've had this like fucking Instagram, you know, fucking relationship going on. You know, we're all cute. And then all of a sudden, it's like, we're married. And everyone's just fucking bukkaking over you. Yeah. Like, oh, Tell yeah. your parents to come to yeah, my yeah. parents' this house. This isn't just everyone. This is your family watching you swipe right in public. Uh, yeah, just blasting away. Keep yeah. in mind, this is also less than 100 years ago. This is the this was practiced up into the, the 1930s, really. Wow. Wow. Getting freaky. Dude, those... Getting gypsy. That's pretty Ooh. kinky, uh, fucking... Yeah, dude. Right. In 19- we, got, we have to see it happen. We have to see you orgasm uh, inside of her. Picks. Excuse me, or it didn't happen. Excuse me, I am your uncle. I need to see you orgasm Let me get in there inside close. of that woman. I gotta get in close. I gotta see. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm, I'm just, just gonna pick- lift this leg up. Yeah. <laughs> Don't mind binoculars. me. Behind your left butt cheek. <laughs> Don't binock it. Don't binocky until you try it. So we got Jengis playing all this musette music. That mm. is just boring to him. Sounds oh, yeah. like you're stuttering. Very traditional. Musette music. Yeah. day. Something very interesting happened. 1926. Django mm. came across something that would change his life forever. That was jazz music. With a capital D? Ah. 
jazz music. No normal jazz before we added D's to everything. So it's like. Butterfly in the sky. I can fly twice as high. Yes, that was, that was beautiful. Wow. Jazz music. Fuck, I had to back out there. <laughs> so, an imagine- so an American jazz band called the Billy Arnold and his Novelty Jazz Band were playing in a joint called. <laughs> you can't Play- just you can't just gloss Billy over and that. His Novelty Jazz Band. Yeah, man. Oh, it's great. Just a novelty. Don't worry, we don't really like music. No, it's just we do it for like kind of a laugh. Novelty. I'm not like really sure Sonic where that the is. Hedgehog ice cream. Yeah, just- oh, that's the best. <laughs> I'm oh, so man. happy that landed like that. Yeah. They were playing this little joint called Le Abaye de Thelema. All right, Tom. I'm going to French. Start. I'm gonna you start. garbage I'm gonna... fucker. Tom, I'm going to stop right here. I did one a while ago where we were talking about French things. And all you got to do is just like, yeah, oh, right. yeah, let me repronounce that. You're <laughs> yeah. right, yeah. So you're playing a joint called Abayonia Slave Thing. not. That's not English he's speaking. Is it, is he's speaking he? French. He's Dude, speaking you know why? Because you muzzed me just now. <laughs> yeah, I just is that legal you? in the state? It can be. <laughs> so all the members of the band were African-American, which was very strange for French people to see. Mm. Even stranger for gypsies. Didn't even know it existed. Ooh. Oh well, this is Af- this is post World War One. Yes, because I know a lot of African Americans came over to fight in World War One and ended up staying, and that was how a lot of that well that jazz influence. It's not like you lived where the action was. Well, right, but I mean, they stayed in France and the surrounding areas, and they infected. Infected. That's not the right word. They 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 um. They, like, they fused, it, yeah. yeah, fused the culture into France. Integrated. Well, either way, wherever they were in Paris, he had never really seen a black person. Right. And he really? had never heard jazz music, so his mind was blown. He was just like, I, because he loved the music, he was like, I love the music, I love these people, I love everything about this, because this is like their shit. Wait, isn't he a black gentleman? Who? Django. Django. No, he's a white dude. What? But he's like he dark was black skin, in that movie, though, right? No, I have got a roast same heritage. Little. Wait, but look at that book cover. Oh, yeah. He's dark skinned. This is no, this is a not. lot of confusion. I thought he was Spanish at first. Yeah, yeah, I I we're looking at the like, book cover. I thought that was Santana. What's, What's the book called? He's that dark colored. It's called Django by Michael. What's this? Regan. Yeah, Michael. Regan. <laughs> Dude, how'd you do? Wait, that? why aren't you doing Michael, this? One? Michael Dredgeny. That's where I got most of the info from. No, this dude is not. He's he's well, all right. Maybe like he looks Spanish. He's a that. leathery. He's yeah, he, looks, a leath- he looks Spanish. He looks like, all right. He's like Santana. He doesn't look I'm like saying. you. He doesn't yeah. He doesn't look like Thomas. I'm not Salty. saying he looks like me. I'm saying the complexion. I don't it's know. It's black and white. We can't say shit, Captain. Yeah, I don't know. I thought he was like black. He looks a little Spanish. Black or like half black. It's black and white. You can't tell anything with that. You can tell. Look at his characteristics. He's mixed. Yeah, of course he's mixed. He's a black man speaking French. He's that guy, that's overexposed. That's overexposed. That's not overexposed. He's yeah, bad lighting right there. He's yeah. European. He powdered his uh, nose. Yeah, gypsies are dark. They have dark features, looks dark hot. eyes. That's how you capture dark, gypsies dark with hair. cameras. You got to overexpose so they show up. <laughs> you know yeah. I'm fucking right. Don't laugh this off. Well, they're not African American, that's for sure. Well, yeah. But he's. Well, I thought he was like. You know, oh, he's pale. Are we racist, Travis? No, I don't know. <laughs> 
No, you wouldn't call him black. No, he's darker. He, he's light skinned That's what I would say. Quadroon, mulatto. Where are we? All right. Well, Mocha. that's weird. It's not weird. It's just normal. That's his race. He's mixed. The f- All right. He's anyway, let's move, let's move on. on. So anyway, mixed people in this basement. I'm five percent black. I'm half black. No, you aren't. Black from the waist down. Oh. show me a toes. <laughs> it's really the knees down. It's <laughs> a really dark shit. I got, shit. I got yeah. black kneecaps. <laughs> Saves on sunscreen one fourth of the time. So, like I mentioned before, Django's influence on the music that I'm going to get into a little bit more. It starts with the guitar. Now he's playing guitar in this music groups, orchestras, if you would. Mm-hmm. That's not a part of jazz yet. Jazz is drums, bass. And brass. Hell yeah, brass. All kinds of horns, you know, Holy swing. Trinity. Maybe some clarinets, you know. You got a little Benny Goodman in there. You got uh... <laughs> Travis, I love your face instruments. Great. <laughs> yeah, you're doing pretty well there. Bidding Dude, I'm like clone. a scat. I'm the Scatman's Crothers. I'm scrap- Scatman Crothers. That guy. Great character. Do you want some iced cream? Yeah, I want to do you remember that? Do you no. remember The Shining? Oh, yeah. The, 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 the black, guy. The black dude in... Did he do Scat? Sh- his name is Scatman Crothers. Oh, I thought but that was the Scatman in, in the fucking Scatman. No, Scatman's yeah. different. All right. This is the original this Scatman. Right. Scatman Crothers, he's the guy who's laying in bed with that like Afro beauty yeah. above oh, him. Oh, yeah. And he's just like... What's up, Doc? There's something wrong up there. Yeah, Tony. On a mountain. I better get a car. I better drive up there to die. But yeah, you remember what, like the, yeah. the, 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 the when they're talking mm, over the, over the, the shining with the gift yeah, with, the, with the shining, and he's yeah. like, "Would you like some ice cream?" <laughs> I love that part. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the the best best comedy bit that whole movie. Yeah, <laughs> so right. he just turns that kid. And, Would you like some ice cream? I could say it all like. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Django gets his group together, and he gets a few groups together actually. And he's playing around. As you do, you try to make money. You're a goddamn gypsy, and then when you're not making, uh, when you don't have a night booked at a club, you're just playing outside. And there's French people that throw francs at you, and they're like, "Oh, war's over, so that's fine." Wee, wee, Yeah, and he gets some steam in the club as people start seeing what he's doing with this guitar. They're like, "Whoa, this jazz music—it's different. It's not like the dance music that we know as French people. It's like weird." We don't hate it. We just don't know how to dance to it. So it was a lot of people just kind of standing there, like l- watching him play. So well, the virtuosoness of his abilities mm. was shining, because it was. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Well, he because he had the gift. Yeah, he had the the gift. To- he's talking to Tony. Yeah, talking to Tony. The Tony. He wanted ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, beforehand it was all like we. You would go to these musette dance halls and you would dance and you get drunk. Oh, but then yeah. the jazz starts coming and people start appreciating shit. You know, they stand there, they look at like how good are the instruments. Wait, so you're t- so telling me that he is contributing to making music boring. Yes. Yeah. Because there are basically like gent people that go to gent shows. Hey, it's easy uh, listening. Uh, yeah. <laughs> easy listening. Yeah, kind of. You thought jazz is like yeah. too intense or something like that? Well, I mean, it's kind of hard to dance to jazz because the time signatures are all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what's cool, though, is that Django helps introduce the style of swing playing that's in the traditional music to this new jazz form. Oh, okay. So he's kind of this happy medium of jazz and traditional French music and gypsy mm. music, if, if you would, which is new. 
Yeah. His style of jazz that he created was based on the American jazz rhythms that mm-hmm. were a lot more exciting. Right. And some of the chord progressions. But it was closer to a traditional style. In fact, like I said before, it's the drums, the bass, and the brass. That's what makes jazz. Right. His style, there was no drums in it. It was two or three guitar players, sometimes an accordion player, a bass player, and sometimes a violin player. So we're talking about like world fusion music here. Kind of. It was very it, different it, for the time. No, it was worse. That's what I'm driving home here. I know, I'm just but like, I'm just... It's so quiet that I don't know if it's working. But I'm just saying that Django is contributing to, of his period, pure moods. Pure. All right. No. Hold on. Pure is moods. You can't no. just... No, because it's world music, dude. You're experiencing so much culture, so much spiritual okay, energy. Pure moods yeah. is otherworldly music, Mutes. first of all. What's Mutes. pure moods? Pure moods. Yeah, no, he's pure moods. pure moods. You don't know pure moods? Oh, fuck this. It's world music. World and music? And he's making world fusion music. Have you ever heard of Enya? Yes, I love Enya. Good. Have See, you ever heard of Enigma? No. Return to Innocence? No. Okay, that's pure mute. Yeah. Oh, like chant music, kind of like like uh, a. No, airy. it's what Cody's trying. To no, add. it's not so much chant. It's atmospheric. It's not so much chant. It's about world fusion. So everyone gets along. Kind everyone of. gets along. You're experimenting with different cultures. You hang out with each other. Using them. You're it's mostly Native American. Yeah, right? I fuck, I fuck with Your it. jeans hang at the hip. They're pretty loose. You have a tie-dye shirt. Sometimes a wolf is in the picture. Yeah, Ooh. so uh, what I really want everyone to take away from Django is that he's into world fusion and would belong on the 1920s, 19-teens pure mutes. All right. Uh, as much as that's inaccurate, we're going to roll valuable. on it. <laughs> How scholarly valuable that was. I know, Scholastically right? I know. Valuable. I feel enlightened. So Django's rolling around Paris. He's making a name for himself. People are like, yeah, check out this Django guy. He's doing something new. It's like jazz, but it's not like as aggressive, and it's like, it's badass. But I- yeah. Late October 1928, an Englishman named Jack Hilton seeks out Django to have him join his traveling orchestra Mm. jack hilton had a very big orchestra at the time big dates he was the big face of jazz at the time Mm -hmm. he would uh in england and that area uh france northern france and you know some of spain he would travel with this group and they would sell out halls you know not just little clubs it was uh five thousand people venues sexy so it's a big step up right he's like the billy joel yeah. Right. Of the 1920s. That's right. And he seeks out Django. He's just like, hey, I know you know how to play with it. So why don't you play with me? Oh, oh bam. damn. Django's in it. Django's like, fuck yeah, let's play. But Perfect. oh shit, that same month, just a few days later, really, after his meeting with Hilton, Django comes home to his wagon where his wife is sleeping. The wagon is packed <coughs> with fake flowers that his wife is going to sell at the graveyard the next day. There was a. There's Sorry. A, no, no, no. It's okay. That's what they do. They make shit and they sell it. Oh, yeah. You're going to love this so flower. It's made actually out of paper, made paper, whatever. Garbage. Yeah, it's shit. That's cute. It's just like, so imagine that little box I described before that 14 foot long, mm-hmm. like, seven foot wide box that they live in. You're making me really. Like a motorhome at the time. Pretty much. Yeah, it's trailer park shit. I mean, it's good me. for Brooklyn. So it's, it's packed with a bunch of. Of, of flowers, they're fake flowers. Ooh, they right. may have plastics, early plastics, or whatever, vinyls and shit. Right. So he comes home, and 
someone, we don't know if it's Django or his wife, knocks over a candle, and the whole fucking thing just lights up. The whole oh, wagon just damn. cuts. Yeah, that's so crazy. Like, boom. Mm. Instantly passed out from yeah. poisonous liquor. Pretty Fire. much. You have, yeah. <laughs> poisonous liquor. <laughs> poisonous liquor. Yeah, you got all those poison fumes, and everyone's the queen's cousin. Oh, yeah. The king's cousin. The queen's cousin is the, when you're poisoned. Oh, uh, when you're poisoned. <laughs> when you're drunk, you're the king's cousin. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. So both Django and his pregnant wife survive, but they're both in bad shape. Oh. To get out. Wait, so she was preggers? She's preggers. So was was her baby born through the fire and the flames? No. She Well, the baby carried on. Oh, okay. So Through his oh, way. Yeah. So, so there you go. So yeah. Yeah, you're right. So at the hospital, Django's in real bad shape. He's got some... Some burnage. Ow, ow, ow. He had grabbed a... Uh, I, I think he was trying to get her out when it went up, and he mm. grabbed a blanket, and the blanket actually started melting to him. Oof. Ouch. Yeah, he got Fuck. fucked up. Yeah. You know you should always go check the doctor. This is just a side note. Everyone should always go to the doctor if you feel any burning when you're peeing. Or really? grabbing a blanket. No, I mean, Mike, that's a serious ha- thing. <laughs> Mike, how's your pee feel? It burns a lot. Go to the doctor. Go to the go doctor. doctor. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you might have to you might have to shove some penicillin up there. Yeah, sounding. I can't wait. Sound penicillin. I just can't wait to get sounded. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's good. It's good music. Very musical episode. At the hospital, the doctors want to amputate his left leg and left hand due for the burn fingers. Severe burning. Oh. Oh yeah, he's burnt fingers, dude. Right, Fuck. but I thought like they looked at his burnt fingers and they're like, that leg's gotta go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, he got pretty bad. Oh, okay. both so just like, widespread, just like burns. <laughs> yes, that leg has to go. <laughs> My family needs to eat. Yeah. <laughs> this leg can go. It's like a frog's leg, <laughs> but humanoid. So. Django spends the next year recovering in a sanatorium. I feel like that's become a theme in our podcast. Yeah. A lot of sanatoriums yeah. happening. That's how a lot of good horror movies start. Or yeah. a lot of franchises in general start. France sizes? France. <laughs> what? what? No, I you were you were fine. Mm. I just I just ruined everything. It's a great pun. Were no, we? I feel like if you spent any time in a sanatorium or in a scene asylum back then, like even like a day. You come out fucked with li- with, <laughs> yeah. with, with lice. Yeah, they probably give you like a lobotomy or some shit. Yeah, they're probably just like make you do like hopscotch for twenty two hours. Be like, this is out. This is a new way of doing it. Yeah, right. a little shock. This pee- is a new way. Oh, yeah. Pee in this bucket. <laughs> shit in the bucket. Y'all like spices? Let's grow some basil <laughs> together. Fuck. <laughs> We're gonna waterboard you with your own piss. It's how, you get, it's it's how you get better. It's how you get better. It's got potassium and it's made of piss. That's <laughs> just piss, then, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's got potassium. Yeah, we inject it with extra potassium. With yes, potassium, potassium in it. Everything's got a little potassium. A little bit of potassium. Right, the Let's point is, is that there's a little potassium in everything. Let's rewind. He's, he's, why is he insane? Well, sanatoriums are not just for insane people. They're for people who are recouping and need okay. attention. All right. So, Attention! To get well. Place. It's basically a house. It, it's a it's a hospital with no doctors. Some rehab. They put oh, you there. It's a gym. No, they have nurses. Is it rehab? So there's or people something. taking care of you, 
And it depends on what like what wing or what floor you're on is what you need. Okay. You know, you'll have a floor where it's all just mentally uh, handicapped people, the and then the ward. next one's like you know, uh, people who are temporarily losing it, and then there's people who are just injured. Got it. Do, do you think the nurses were hot? Definitely. Oh yeah. All right. So I would just go to the sanatorium then. Be like, I need help. Let me play that fiddle for you. <laughs> well, now I'm hard. <laughs> and Wait, pregnant. <laughs> you know that men can get pregnant and they have the baby out of their penis? It's like a cobra. Really? It's like, an, it's like a python. It, it just The baby just spurts. It's backward sounding. Oh, that'd be so sick. Wouldn't you see a, a boa constrictor eat like an, an octopus or uh, backwards. A, a crocodile or something? Wow. But, yeah, but you don't see that anymore because they don't have sanatoriums. That was the only place that, that could happen. Are you serious? Yeah. Dude, that's science. 300% serious. I'm glad you brought that up. Fuck me. <laughs> Make sure you put that on your research. Paper. All right, so Django was watching that happen. He was unchained. That's two. <laughs> that's fucking two. He was unchained, and he was like in this... In the sanatorium. Yes. Third strike has to drink the gross liquor. Like any gypsy, he refuses to let the doctors amputate, so the healing process takes a very long time. You understand this? You're burnt, motherfucker. You're really crisped up, and they don't think there's any saving you. You're well done. So they're like, we should get rid of that so you can get back to your life in a normal amount of time. And he's just like, no, I'll just stay here for a year until this is like good enough where I can walk. And eventually, he was able to walk again with a cane and then a few years later, he was walking solo. So that was pretty cool. It's cruising. But All right. at one point, he agrees to let the doctors operate on his mangled, knotty hand that he's got. He's like basically spawn. He's it's all like, gnarled. Yeah, it looks yeah. like a mitten. Yeah, look at this. Um, so they were able to clean up some of the scarring and like separate his fingers. But his Ooh. ring oh. finger and his pinky finger were permanently paralyzed and kind of always scrunched up. Because of the burning. Yeah. He lost all the nerves there. Permanently damaged those two fingers. Stage fright can do that. You, you lose your nerves. Also, a house fire. Also, yeah. Uh, oh. A serious uh, cardboard house he, fire. Well, he was dropping that fire mixtape, and he lost his <laughs> nerves. Yeah, that's what it that's, was. That's so it wasn't a candle. It was a mixtape that <laughs> yeah, he dropped. Mix- <laughs> ah! Oh, my mixtape is too fire! Ah! <laughs> Damn, son. Yeah. <laughs> but we will come to find that this does not slow down our gypsy Django. Someone from the gypsy camp brought him a guitar, and Django decided to develop a two-fingered style, sometimes using oh. his stiff fingers to hold down a note or two on the higher <laughs> strings. Yes, on the G strings. Mm. Yeah, he's That's just, a low string, oh, isn't he's, it? No, G string is the uh, third one to the I highest. Oh shit. So you're, you're all right. Finger at You're on G the right string. side of history. Finger G string. He knows where's that. Yeah, exactly. So he's uh, he takes a year, basically two years, to figure out his Are playing record- style. Sorry, uh, and I thought we were recording. Uh, like- Bless you. And, all right, sorry. <laughs> God <laughs> damn. So he takes a year, like between a year and two years, to figure out how to play guitar again. And what do you know? He's a fucking genius on it. We wouldn't be talking about him if. That's- he was flying. I mean, yeah. if he was horribly derpy, we'd still talk about him. Well, that's true. But then he'd just be burnt boy, not Django. Overall, he was a pretty suave guy for a gypsy. Like, yeah, he may have smelled soft. a little bit, you know? Because mm. they wear the same suits every day, but they have tricks for making him look clean from a distance. They break him in like all hell. They look <laughs> nice after a while. They do. A lot of pomade in his hair. So he looked good. And he had this, like, mustache that was almost, like, over-groomed. Mm-hmm. Mm. You ever see like chicks with shitty eyebrows? 
Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, he did that with his mustache. Like the drawn-on oh, no. ones? Yeah. The really What's thin that? one? Like the drawn-on or like, or you know when girls like almost remove them except for like a line yeah, and they really put the pencil ones, yeah. on there? Yeah. Yeah, it's, he did that with his face. Ooh. Like the, his lip. That's hot. He had a great mustache Ooh. though, but he was good at it. Like the pencil. Like, you know when you see it on a girl and it's like, oh, that looks okay from a distance. Yeah, and you see closer, you see and you're it, just like, uh, you look mm. awful. Yeah. You just look awful. <laughs> is that real life? So one thing I've heard about gypsies is that they're very famous for their cheese. Gypsy cheese. Gypsy what? cheese. I don't what? think that's true No, it is true. No, okay, well, where are you going? Is well, it goat so, cheese? No, the males produce the cheese. All right. And, uh, you know, they have an extra long foreskin. Mike, can you give me a beer? So it, 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 it really bulges and clumps is that up. Right? Yeah, it's... Yeah, so I want to know, was Django making some premium cheese along with his shows? Well, uh, we know they don't like doctors, so he probably wasn't circumcised. Where yeah. does the cheese end and the smegma start? <laughs> They're one and the same, dude. That's like, there's no red pill and blue pill. It's just... This isn't a beer, Mike. Yeah, it's it's a just a pill. That's what I'm drinking right now. Beer? The cider. Oh. <laughs> it's Jeez. dry cider. Come 1937. With almost a a decade under his belt since the accident and five years of playing and wowing audiences with his new developed style, he had started playing with a famous violin player named Stefan Grappelli and a few others, (laughs) including his brother Nin Nin, which I mentioned before. Oh, Nin 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 And they form a quintet. That's five. Yes. Wait, five whole people playing musical instruments at the same time? Together in one. How did they get their schedules aligned? All right, greatest five pieces of all time. Backstreet Boys. Yes. In sync. The Verve. This quintet. I'm probably blanking on the name of it right now because it's on the sheet. LFO. It's three people. (laughs) Uh, Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth has five people. Okay. Oh, no, wait. Do they have three? No, they have five. They have five people. Weird Al. (laughs) Um, Sugar Ray. Shug I love Ray. Sugar Ray. Suge Knight. Suge Knight. Wow. Suge Knight. He is the weight of five people. <laughs> <laughs> That's all of them. Mm-hmm. Suge Knight is the weight of five people. The Beatles. The Beatles, five people. <laughs> Black Sabbath, five people. Totally true. Not even a joke. There was a keyboard player that they never listed on any of their shit, but he's on almost every album. Reg Reg. Yeah. And he played backstage. <laughs> five oh. is just such a sexy oh. the curtain. It's British Reg Reg. So, so he was Reg Reg, Mike. Reg Reg. And he was playing. <laughs> but no one, it was, he wasn't mic'd. He was just playing that the whole time. <laughs> and then Ozzy Osbourne just being like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> People are clapping. They're like, <laughs> "Can't wait till this is done, so you can make crazy train, <laughs> crazy make train, crazy train together." <laughs> yeah! So Django, he's talk of the town. He was no longer considered a, to the masses to be a dirty gypsy. He was playing with the likes of Louis Armstrong, Duke Ellington. His records were selling in Europe, Japan, and America. Hey. Django is considered to be the only person from outside of the United States to influence American jazz players. Okay. Ooh. Yes. Wowie, wow, wow. Believe it or not. Wow. Yeah, so jazz, Lewis... jazz is an American sport, you know, just like football. Football. It's yeah. the same thing. You can't, like, have a European come over and change football for you. Yeah. It's absurd. Football. Yeah, that would be, that would be crazy. That would, like, be like, hey, um, you ever heard of a thing called the rugby? And be like, no. No. You know. I never heard of it. And Put I don't a helmet on and sit on this bench for hours. <laughs> no while these commercials play. 
<laughs> Wait, so he was playing in Japan? No, his records were selling there, though. Oh, he's big mm, in Japan? That's weird. 1937? That's weird, yeah. He's got records all over the place. That's Imperial Japan, and he's selling his... Height. <laughs> exactly. One thing that made his style stick out was the band makeup that I talked about before. Three guitar players, a violin player, and a stand-up bass player. Before the jazz guitarder... Before guitar-ter. the jazz guitarder. <laughs> guitarder. There was guitar-ter. no guitarders there. Yeah, you know, there was no... Ja- jazz was guitarderless. <laughs> well, you know the best way to slide on guitars, you, you lather it in tartar sauce. So your fingers can move like shrimp and, and, you know, <laughs> across the strings. Very important. To Very sh- to- I mean, you're a guitarist. You would know that. Yeah, I use uh, I use mayonnaise and then just dip in pickle juice. I don't need the Oof. chunks. Yeah, you don't need the chunks. I man. want smooth action. Slick. Yeah. You're guitarded. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So Django's basically on top of the world because he's selling records. He lives in a box, so he's saving a lot of money. Yeah. Is it still the burnt one? Uh, no, they got a new one. Okay, but he had a lot of money at that. He had time. to so he had that. to rebuild it. They had to go to Home Depot. It's a nicer like, box. Yeah, they had to get the guy in the back to cut the wood for them. They upgraded from part, and of then the they board. stole the wood, of course. But, you know, <laughs> they bought the nails as a distraction, <laughs> or they just reused the ones they crucified Jesus, Jesus with. with. <laughs> oh shit! Just takes three that, nails. That, <laughs> that that was fun, more fucked up than I thought it would, but yeah. it still came out. I don't think you should edit that out. My box is bleeding. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> oh. Why are these so rusty? Oh, Jesus. they're fucking two centuries old. Oh, look at that. <laughs> yeah, so Django's in his new box. He even gets a place in Paris. He gets a hotel that he's living in, too. Right. But he's also in the box most of the time. I mean, you mentioned... that's just what he's used to. You Does the box he... get room service? I'm so confused right now. Dude, no, this guy lives off the land. Like, he doesn't change anything about his life. He just does it more in excess. Oh. Like, he still goes out. He'll play in front of 3,000 people and then wake up the next day and go fish in a river for his dinner. Oh. <laughs> so he just eats, like, Jeez. cranberries and snake eggs. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Well, well you were saying he, was, he didn't know how to read and he shat in the woods... Yeah. So, do you think he was like toilet trained? Like, if he House went, broken? If, if he went to a hotel, you know, then would he just like shit on the carpet? <laughs> well, okay. I don't know about that. I mean, the hotel that he was in, though, he did have a great cover for that. Was he had a pet monkey? Oh, oh, it's so sick. Oh, it's yeah. so standard. That's great. The owner of the hotel That's was so like cool. psyched to have Django there because it's a celebrity. Does he have but a name? The oh, I don't even know the He's monkey. Got a little monkey Jacques Romain. Yeah, just like a little, like, the the one that, like, Ace Ventura hangs Where's out Where's the hat Spike? Yeah. yeah. Like Spike, oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> little, little, uh, little brown macaque. one. Yeah, yeah. Macaque. Macaco. Macaque. Yeah, so he's got one of those at the hotel, and the hotel owner's just like, hey, uh, we don't really allow monkeys, and Django's just like, <laughs> Where's it right, say that? Where's um, it saying? I'll see you later. <laughs> I think he just has this very simple lifestyle. You yeah, know? I like he's it. He's a gypsy. Yeah, he's, he's chilling. With all of his popularity... That whole, like, thing about him not showing up to shows, mm-hmm. it never really stopped. <laughs> so if signature. he was busy doing something, if he was, like, rolling a cigarette when he was supposed to be playing, he would just not go on stage. <laughs> he was extremely touchy, too, because he would show up, and let's say he went to a venue, and he's playing, and he doesn't like what the audience participation's like. Maybe they're just not th- that into it, because like, some of them are dancing, and others aren't paying attention to what he's doing. He would just walk off stage. Oh, I love that. He oh, would just be like, I'm going to go fish for dinner. 
<laughs> I like that. I appreciate that. He would go missing all the time, and his brother Ninin would actually pick up his slack. So he knew a lot of the parts. He wasn't really as good as improvising, but he was a pretty proficient guitar player. Mm. Enough so where they almost tried to cover it up sometimes. Like, oh, Django's here, and then his brother would walk in, and everyone's hammered, and sometimes they got away with it. Oh, uh, yeah, he kind of looks the same. I don't know. I don't know. He's gypsy. He's they just gypsy. throw some dirt on his face. He can't really see so much. So is, is he touring in the U.S. now, or...? He does tour in the U.S., and I, uh, I mean, I had that later... And what I was going to talk about, but not really too much happens there. He okay. goes and tours with Duke Ellington. Mm. He he drinks a lot. He misses a few shows. Right. But then he comes back. That's, he comes back to the Fran- Francais? He comes back to France. Only two. Yeah. So one <laughs> well, time... Well, that's our national anthem. One time, Ninin calls Django out for being an asshole to him. Because not only had he been covering shows, but he used to keep him as a shit jockey. So, like... Nin Nin, you carry the guitars. Nin Nin, you uh, you fix all the strings, restring my stuff. You you give me my plectorums, which is a pick. If you don't know this, I didn't know that. <laughs> and Nin Nin's Wait, just is, like, yo, I dude, you don't... I thought a plectorum was a muscle. It could be a muscle. Oh shit! A pector- see this? A yeah, that plectorum, dude. <laughs> Do you see how much I'm, I've been holding this down? <laughs> you got a permit for that thing? <laughs> <laughs> that muscle. Yeah. Oh, made me choke. Fuck is going on. <laughs> My bicep just shot like a like an index finger into Travis's mouth yeah. from across hot, the table. Hot cream. Oh, index, he just index creamed finger. right in there. <laughs> He's not complaining. He's Stay just away choking. From me. Yeah, I'm different. just joking, dude. Yeah, so Nin Nin calls out Django for treating him like shit. Because he's been covering for him and he's like carrying all of his luggage and being his roadie and also playing in the band. And Django doesn't like this because he's got a bit of a temper. Mm. And the two of them just start fighting. And it turns into a camp fight because they're all at the the, oh. the gypsy camp mm. and the cops and they come and arrest everyone, even a bunch of people who weren't involved. But, you know, cops love arresting gypsies. So that was fun. I think it was a New Year's Eve of 1937. Are all there right. special gypsy camp fight rules? Just like a ring form around like the two combatants? I would assume so. <laughs> and they get like handed like cursed daggers made from the bones of their ancestors. Everyone has to take their pants off. <laughs> All right. I don't know if I'm on board yet. Yeah. All I'm picturing, but, but you have to put your hiking boots back on. There we yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just picturing Brad Pitt from Snatch while like his mom's fucking caravan is burning, but he's just naked with boots. Uh, okay. And they're fighting. Um, what's that dude who does? Fighting. What's the dude who does? <laughs> also, they were fighting. And they're fighting. <laughs> I kind of see Django Reinhardt as like, what's that fifteen year old that does food reviews in a suit on YouTube? Oh, I don't know. What's his but name? I love him. Yeah, I don't, I don't know this guy. Strange looking dude I who does those funny him reviews. Miguel. I know that's not right. Uh, but let's call him Miguel. That's what Django looks like. It, oh. you throw a bunch of years on this dude. Okay. And then like and cover some... him in burn marks. Yeah. And just imagine him like with no clothes on fighting people and boots i took his clothes off in my imagination but right. you know he's french he's smoking a cigarette throw a cigarette on this kid oh, well, i french feel like love naked cigarettes yeah i feel like he smokes enough cigarettes where if i had to like place it as a doctor um because i'm the doctor on the show doctor? you are the house medical i am the expert. house medical expert so i i think he was probably on a five cigar regiment where his his skin was starting to get leathery but like Ooh. hourly regiment in five cigar a day. Okay. 
So he's leathery and fighting. And it's the, pretty light. The, no, but the sweat, the sweat when you're leathery like that, the sweat just kind of beads into your wrinkles, right? Because like, it's like they're hard. They're hard, hard, um, like uh, caverns. The sweat beads into like rhinestones on the back of a Latina woman's ass. Absolutely. Wow. Uh, on a pair of jeans. You're the nurse practitioner of the show. That's right. <laughs> I bring it down to earth. Yeah. Can you <laughs> deliver my baby? Sure. Where do you want me to put him? All right, so I've got the FedEx pack. Anyway, after that fight, they get arrested, and the celebrity status is doing fantastic for Django because he's this dirty gypsy. He's got, like, millions of dollars, but he's living in a box, mm-hmm. which is great. At the end um, of the day. He was once invited to dinner with the king and queen of Belgium uh, where he was noted to eat a salad with his bare hands. <gasps> Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. What kind of salad? Chef? I, I have no idea, but apparently it was just normal, and the king and queen loved it because they saw it as exotic. Oh, it's this gypsy. This is how he lives. But he really just didn't have any manners. Wow. Yeah, but Tom, if you had to plant what salad you think he was eating, what do you think? To make it funnier in my mind, I'm going to go with a loose chicken salad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're not even going with you're not even going with like a like I a imagine lettuce. leafy green like uh, uh, a McDonald's salad, <laughs> like something that's that is worse for you. <laughs> Somehow, <laughs> this is a blue Gr- cheese dressing. Yeah, young, very young lettuce. You know, like the youngest, mm. like very, like soft. You know, okay. like falls, seeds almost falls over like a handkerchief. Like, right. like no, nothing keeping it together. Like uh, you're not thinking like potato salad, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. macaroni. Like, ah, no. I mean, it's funny to think of someone fuck eating me. Yeah. <laughs> potato salad. Thank you, Belgium. I will not eat your waffles. I'll eat your potatoes. Creamy oh. <laughs> white. Oh, yeah. Silky. Well, as things do happen in Europe, you have a World War II that happens. Fuck. Oh, now, that's my favorite part of all of our shows. Oh, World War II is declared <laughs> while he's in London on tour with his quintet. So without a word to anyone else in his band, brother included, he just dips out before the next show and gets to Paris. The rest of the band is stuck in Britain for the next five years because of travel bans due to the the war. Well, he's an idiot because he went to Paris. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fuck you guys. Uh, I'm going to Paris. Whoops. In reality, (laughs) the only thing that kept him safe was his celebrity status. Now, Mm. even though... Nazis absolutely hated jazz because he balanced it with traditional music. They saw it as somewhat acceptable. And as you said before, Travis, the Nazis hated gypsies. Yeah. But if you're a celebrity, they let you slide through a little bit. They did that with Jews, too. I mean, Hitler was a fucking Jew. Yeah. This one isn't so bad, Shah. Yeah. It's bearable. There's the good ones. That's what there's always a sign for racist. Whenever there's a good one. Yeah. You know, like, that's that's the absolute sign. We we yeah. kill these people last, yeah? Yeah, but what's even okay. more interesting about this is that his manager, who's been behind the scenes since the accident happened, a gentleman by the names of by the name of Charles Delaney, ran a nightclub that was used as a cover for British operatives during the war oh, mm. in Paris. So Django's actually tied to British intelligence by accident. Holy shit. Oh, okay. It's like a secret spy kind of. You've been holding out Just on far us. That. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he says, well, he's not a spy, but he's basically being used as an attraction. It's affiliated with them somehow. Yeah, because they're running, they're running this nightclub, and he's playing there almost every night 
for three years or so because that's where his manager, Charles Delaney, is having him play. Mm. Little does Django know that it's most of it's just a front so British intelligence can be passed through into Paris. You know who was absolutely at his shows? Lou Bega. Blowing that's Nazis. Good. That's good. Oh. <laughs> oh. 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 Who? Uh, Co- Coco, Chanel? Yeah. Coco oh, Chanel. Yeah, Coco Chanel. Yeah, yeah. She she probably Ooh. walked up to him and was like, "Oh, hey Django," and just like wiped some fucking like SS cum off her mouth. Oh, hey Django. <laughs> Is that thicker than regular cum? Okay, this it's can't get, this can't get confirmed, but like just devil. ink, just like ah oh, ink. D- yeah, devil thick. <laughs> Oh, squid ink. Yeah, gross. It's Ooh. like it's like yeah, squid ink with cornstarch in it. <laughs> it's already so thick. So. Thank you for bringing that up. How many of you guessed that Coco Chanel sucked off Django Reinhardt? Because he was a playboy. Mm, I mean, if if she was in the room and there was a famous person. Yeah. What's happening? Where are my pants? Oh, let me, uh, let me. I'm just going to say cream of spinach. Skibbity bop bop bop. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, his manager, Charles Delaney, is a hero. He oh, is yeah. a man who put his neck on the line, and also a little Django's, but Django didn't even know about it, because he was just a drunk French guy being a great front. <laughs> after the war. Yeah. After the war, Django gets in contact with Stefan Grappelli, who I brought up before, the violin player that was yes. in his quintet. He mm. was kind of like the uh, the other draw to the quintet. So like he was... These two su- superstars. He was know? also famous. Yes. He was hanging out Louis. He was hanging out with Elling. Yeah, but he was stuck over in London this whole time. (laughs) Right. So So after the war, they get in contact. Okay. And they start doing more gigs together. And they start recording stuff. Minor Swing was recorded after the war. And that's one of Django's most famous pieces. It's been covered by like a million people. Right. Huh. Great melody. I know it? You probably know if you heard it. Okay. Overall, the chemistry between them was pretty toxic, though. Mm-hmm. I'd be pretty pissed, too. He fucking ditched them. Yeah, he ditched them, and it was like, when Django called him up, he was like, hey, business opportunity, let's get this shit going again. Yeah, he's using them kind of in a way. I mean, they're all kind of using each other. True. Um, mm. And they worked creatively very well together, Yeah, but they hated each other. All kinds of fights with them. One of the funniest fights that I found was they were doing their first American broadcast. They were recording it in France. Right. But it was for like a nine o'clock evening broadcast in the states and they were going to do one of those transatlantic radio signals where they're passing it through right. so it's still live right so what happens is is that this american announcer who's over in paris with them at the studio as old radio shows did you would bring the band in you get them all mic'd up and then you would go to that studio and there's a guy announcing them so instead of announcing it as django's quintet he announces it as stefan's Quintet. Ooh. Oh, shit. Right. Django is a little bitch ass about it. And he just kind of stands up and stares at the announcer when he's supposed to be playing. And there's about a minute of dead air. And there's a whole bunch of people in the studio waving their arms around, like, anything, please. Just yeah. do something. Please start playing. Yeah. Anything. Yeah, he let it really, really, it got to him. They played a few pieces. The announcer named a few other things wrong. Right, language barrier God stuff, and I think that he called the set early and just walked out. Prima donna, <laughs> yeah, total prima donna shit. Yeah, but that that ego shot where uh, Stefan was billed over him, he he was he was not having. That. No, Django would not do. He's like, I got my two fingers. That's yeah. all I need. Yeah, he's got he's all a smaller instrument and all of the regular all, ones. He was like, I, what is the shocker? 
What is a shocker? I only have two of them. He's got the pointer. There's one in the pink and, and the- one in the stink. <laughs> wow. I'm constantly shocked. <laughs> I'm constantly shocked. So let's talk about Django's actual relationship to music. Mm. Even though he was famous for playing music, he never really saw it as a job. Hence why he would just not show up all the time. Yeah, he's really unchained about that. All right, that's... Fuck! That was a third strike! No! What? You drink the oh, beer! Yeah. No, I'm just using that liquor. as regular. Go get the liquor. Can I, I drink it instead? I was using that regular. I wasn't talking about... Django, you are the boy of the... Oh, fuck. <laughs> Travis has got a handle of Kraken rum in front of him. Am I which... supposed to down all yes. this in one and go to the hospital? If you want. I'm <laughs> talking about that, that yeah, SS squid ink. You're allowed. You're not allowed to digest it. Oh. Mm. Mm. That tastes like shit, Mike. <laughs> so you guys are just all waiting to get unchained because I was the one that fucked up, but everyone else is getting unchained with cracking liqueur. A, I feel free from my chains right now. I feel very. <laughs> it was bound to happen. This is also like the opposite of an advertisement. Whoa, we're, whoa, yeah, we're all like this sucks. The, the product is placed. It's like we're not enjoying it. Too. <laughs> so Django, who loved his music, but he never saw it as a job. He really wanted to be a painter. What? No. What, yeah. where, is this, where is this coming from? You never brought that up. Well, I'm bringing it up now. What kind of paint? Suck on it. What do we want to be? Pikisi? What kind of paint? Well, he wanted to do, uh, you know. Like modern oh. painting for that time, he oh, painted no. a lot of Water. nude models. Hey, oh, oh, all right. Well, yeah. I know why he wanted to get into it then. Yeah, he'd be painting naked ladies up in his hotel room that he lived in with his second wife and the pet monkey and dimension. Oh, sick. <laughs> and when his wife was out walking the monkey, he'd be blasting these little French hot mamas. You have to walk hey. the monkeys because he's a very dirty boy. He's yep. like a wee. I'm the Stop. Too. He's like, look at my hand. Hold on, hold on. He's a misunderstood artist. Yeah, well, I mean, he, we have to walk monkeys, is what you're telling me. Whenever she was out of the house with a monkey, he was misbehaving. Oh, a little misbehavy. Yeah. But he never really got anywhere with his paintings. But critiques currently, he's a pretty good painter. All right, mm. he was better than Hitler. <laughs> better than Hitler, Hitler was like <laughs> C plus. Yeah, so he took up an offer to play in America. With Duke Ellington for a while. Cool. So he did do a little touring there. After his return, Reinhardt re-immersed himself into the gypsy lifestyle, finding it difficult to adjust to the post-war world. He sometimes showed up for scheduled concerts without a guitar or amplifier. Shit! (laughs) Or wandered off into a park or a beach. On a few occasions, he refused to get out of bed. Reinhardt developed a reputation among his band, fans, and managers as extremely unreliable. So he went from maybe he won't show up to, like, he's probably not going to show up. Absentee. He skipped sold-out concerts to go on a walk of the beach. Holy fuck. Uh, sold out. Yeah, sold-out show mm. just to go 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 take a walk. Oh, this is nice. Look at look at women's breasts in a park. That's what he was doing. I mean, he could probably just go to the show and be like, hey, women's breasts come out. <laughs> yeah, true. But he was like... I guess the music was the joy of music was sucked right. out of him, That's out like of me. his butt. I hate is, editing, but and he's also a gypsy. It doesn't work. You know what I mean? It turned into work. So right. he's like, I don't do this. I need to steal chickens. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's sort of like when you as a pizzeria, you can make pizza, what? But you really enjoy it when it's on an app, 
on an application where you can really, you know, you don't have to worry about dealing with people. You're just expressing yourself. On Domino's. Yes. On Domino's app. You build that com. pizza. Right. Just for the record here, if you can hear a cricket in this recording, there was a cricket in this basement right What's now. his name? I don't know where he is, but he's making noise, and I'm pissed. I want to call him it. Claude. You don't hear that? No. I'm thinking that cricket's cricket. called Django. Django. Tom, if the cricket doesn't register, just fully. Cricket. Oh, That'll I hear pick it up. now. That'll pick up. You heard it. Okay. Okay. Cricket. Anyway. So his career's going downhill. Nobody really wants to work with him. He's still kind of playing shows, but the turnout was pretty poor after he had so many no-shows. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. And his health was starting to fail. What? Oh, man. One it- of his friends who had been looking for him, since it was he was hard to track down, found him in a nightclub one night, missing most of his teeth. Oh, his body never really healed properly from the burns that he got 20 years ago. Of course. Yeah. So he was still suffering from that. He's crispy. Yeah. Well, now he's mushy. He was afraid of dentists Mm. and doctors. He didn't trust them at all. Most gypsies didn't, but especially since the doctors want to take his hand away from him. Oh, yeah. He needs that for things. I mean, he wouldn't have been able to make any money. If, he needs his moneymaker. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. So he never went to dentist, ever. And the friend who happened to find him was an old sax player that he would play with at times back in the day, who happened to study dentistry and was telling him exactly what's wrong with his mouth and what he needs to do, and Django just <laughs> ran away from the dude. Let me tell you well, what's wrong I mean, with mouth. do you know that uh, teeth are actually the fingers of the mouth? <laughs> If you think about how you eat food, you're basically massaging um, that that drumstick you're putting in your mouth. You massage it into your gullet. I, humans don't have gullets. Shut up. I agree with you, Travis. Humans don't have gizzards. Thanks, Mike. I agree with you. I'm the resident doctor. Cody, you're the resident not doctor. <laughs> oh, what do I have to do? You're resident math. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What am I? Uh, your resident, resident intern. Oh, sad. Your resident yeah. goofy style. Yeah. Sad man. And I'm, you call me a goofy boy. I'm Wait, reg- you skate goofed? You skate goofed? Not regs. Oh, okay. regs. Mike regs. Your resident evil. Oh, that's Mike. so cool. Mike. Resident Tom. evil. So Django, after all this bad luck and all of his health failing him, he's got no more teeth in his body. He's running around like a goof. He doesn't show up to shows anymore. He's banging women that like. Like his celebrity status and his mustache, but you know, not opening his mouth that much because of the mustache. Yeah, right. well, the mustache distracts from the teeth thing. You know, it's a given. Kind of well, the women there. just see and they're like mustache ride. They're not looking what's in the mouth. A mustache ride on a French gentleman who's got a callous tongue from just eating yeah. fish out of a river <laughs> wow. and smoking cigarettes with That's, no teeth. All that yeah, mouth Probably feels pretty good. No probably. teeth to get in the way. Just, uh, <laughs> can we make that a Patreon yang, 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 goal? Yang, yeah, it's, it's like yeah, Tom, Tom's yang yang hour. And and it's an hour? whole hour. I, do I need the entire hour? Well, no, this isn't... Okay, in his final recordings he made with the Novel Quintet in his last few months of life, he began moving into a new musical direction in which he assimilated the vocabulary of bebop and fused it with the melodic style. What so is bebop vocab? It was more contemporary for the time jazz, which was not like 90s jazz, which was corny and filled with wind chimes. It was still jazz as we know it, but a little more, it was a little slower, a little more sexual, wasn't all bopping around. Now, 
better dynamics. Like wow, slow. Wow, wow. Better dynamics is the sexiest Vegas thing anyone can say about anything. Yeah, and when I say better dynamics, I mean jazz before this was closer to ragtime, and it was just on ten all the time. Just you know, like uh, because they're all doing cocaine, dude. That was pretty popular. Good stuff. That's confusing. Someone asked me. How did he die? I'm glad you asked. On May 16th, 1953, Django was about to go fishing when he suddenly collapsed. Oh. His gypsy friends brought him inside. Not his regular friends. His gy- they're all gypos. <coughs> he gained consciousness briefly for just enough time to tell everyone to not call a doctor. And then <laughs> he the died. That's the worst thing to come back and say. Yeah. All right, guys. All right, guys. Be cool. Yeah. <laughs> be cool. Be cool. Be cool. Be cool. Be cool. <laughs> yeah. Immediately after telling everyone not to call a doctor, he died of a brain hemorrhage. Damn. From not oh, having a doctor. Shit. Now, his second wife had gone and called a doctor, but. Good on her. I think that's a pretty interesting thing to actually go outside, pretty much die, wake up just for a second to go, don't call a doctor, and then die. And then he came back to life for another 2.4 seconds and was like, don't call an undertaker. And yeah. just kept conveniencing his family. No. <laughs> uh, wow. No. Well, uh, Django. Django. Let's bring it back. Yeah. Was very interesting. Yeah, yeah he strange was very guy. He's, he's, he's like scuzzy. He's not a total dipshit. Not a total asshole. He's rough on the edges. Very. He's a mm. bit of a diva. Especially on going. the finger edges. Yeah. He's a, he was a, he's a born thief. He's a what? That would what? Are, no, we're you're looking, we're, sa- we're safe you're looking at of me you. like like I'm talking about a gypsy a and saying born thief, thief is a bad thing. He was gonna, he was gonna no, steal no. chickens. He's born into it. No, no, he's basically just European trailer trash. No, he yeah. just stole the trilogy <laughs> of the Born series. Wait, Jason what? Born? Yeah, he just stole the chair because he's a born thief. Uh, oh, the born thief. Oh, okay. Oh, so basically he was. All right. So I here's the twist, dude. Leave he that. is actually Matt Damon. Well, <laughs> I'm probably like the last person I would cast to play him in a movie. Yeah, but imagine if you like took Matt Damon and you just like he's you just, burned. No, all no, over. Yeah, no. Imagine if you took Matt Damon and you just like tied him to like a BMW 3 Series and then just dragged him through horseshit. <laughs> Where are we going? Then we he might would look like that. Jimmy. <laughs> I mean, he looked real, real tight in a uh, Matt Damon when he was in Behind the Candelabra, which was oh, a Liberace movie. Wow. When I did the research for that one, I was like, yo, so Matt paralyzed. Damon getting facial surgeries on a film? Sick. He did that? Yeah, dude. That's fucking dedication. Uh, Liberace's lover, I forget, Scott Pilgrim. Thorson. No, Thorson, yeah. Wow, how did you remember that? We because did the research. I'm smart and yeah. I listen, dude. I guess I'm not. Everyone else doesn't listen, and you pretend like I, you know, you're like, hey, Travis doesn't know shit. He does not pay attention. But I listen. So fuck you guys. Travis, I appreciate you as a human being and a friend. Sorry, Travis. Thanks. I'm sorry, Thank Travis. you. Well, Django was trailer trash, but he didn't want to let the world know that he was trailer trash. Well, I, I think it was really more care. the other way around. They want to romanticize him being right. a gypsy. He was he was the opposite end of the spectrum, but misunderstood at the same time. Like right. when he did the the shows in France, he would do like cabarets and stuff like that. And the, there's dancers, there's stuff like that. Everyone else after the show is like, okay, I'm gonna go hang up these clothes and go to wardrobe and take off my makeup. But Django's just like, I'm just going to go home. Because <laughs> this isn't an act. This is great. I'm just the dirty gypsy boy. Yeah, that's great. 
My home is a box. Live a simple life, you know? Wheels. Man of simple needs. That's right. Yeah. Love yeah. monkeys. Love the guitar. <sighs> Sound like a premium, dude. Love painting naked women. I want a monkey. Me I want too. a pet monkey, too. That'd be sick. Yeah. Me, too. As long as it doesn't fucking thumb my eyes out. That's all. Yeah, like yeah they rip your face off. That. Well, no, if I take his thumbs off, then he can't thumb my Wouldn't eyes Wouldn't that be out. a great game? Just like... <laughs> The four of us collectively get a pet monkey, and the first one to, like, Die chide it. it to kill another wins. Yeah. The, <laughs> that's like, the, that's fir- like- the first one it assaults has to take a shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My eyes! <laughs> and the guy that convinces uh, the you- monkey to, like, assault gives two. Right. Yeah, dude. And we gotta, I like that. We gotta make it, uh... Something real gross to, sh- to follow the shot with. You know, I just lost my hands to a monkey juice? accident. Yeah. Um, That'll be a shot of Malibu and Bailey's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How about nice. Robitussin and melted marshmallow? Oh, my black out. Y- you're getting beat us, and you're and you're no more liver working. <laughs> yeah. His brain not working anymore. Tom, brain like, this work is the rest bad. Of the episode. Tom is very tired so much tonight. Uh, brain Tom, no work. Tom brought it home very sexually. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. That was a fun yeah. moment for me to research. I'm a fan of Django Reinhardt. I've been a fan since I've heard of his stuff. I like nerdy-ass gypsy jazz. I like guys with accordions. I like nylon string gypsy guitars. I like guys who have all their fingers who play the style. So, uh, yeah, I like Django. Okay. I mean, he's only got two, and he could do it as good as four or eight or ten. Wow. Ten of fingers. Ten fingers. Ten of fingers, dude. On one of hand. Dude, I, I wish I had ten of finger. Do you know that if you had ten of chicken tenders, you would only be paying one forty nine exactly, at Burger King? Dude, yes. not, exactly. No, not sponsored by Burger King or the delicious Ugh. dipping sauce. We just state the facts. Yeah, but anyway, no, he's a great guy. Yeah, that was gross. Yeah, he's got it's, spider fingers. I was just talking about you. Watch, you were playing some technical. The death human metal. hand has and zero it, muscles in it, and the and the hand that was playing the technical death metal looked like a spider. Dude, just spider. And so times. he got burned, and now just like a dead spider. Pretty much. Yeah. Is there any footage of him playing? Yeah. Um, I'll see him play with two fingers. A lot of ladies said that. Yeah. I want to see him play with his tongue. Wow. Whoa. A jackhammer. Yeah, it's like a, like a, like a weird day. European jackhammer. Oh, How do you do that? Oh, he's filthy. Holy shit. I guess when you're when you start at twelve. Thank you everyone for tuning in to the Django Reinhardt episode of Roast Mortem Podcast. Do you pronounce the T at the end of Reinhardt's? I I I just say the D really hard, like a German, like like hand, but like hand, hand, Reinhard, 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 yeah, Reinhard. You can follow me, Tom Saltman, at Saunch S A U N T C H T on Twitter. Is that where you are? Yeah, I have gotten like zero followers since we've been doing this. Oh, I've actually too. lost followers, which couple. makes me feel oh, wow. comfortable. All right, so um, you can follow me personally mm. at uh, on Instagram or. Instagram, Instagram or Instagram. Yeah, what the fuck is going on? You can follow me on both of Instagram. You're impressing her so much. I know. I'm just I'm wowing her right now. She loves dudes that just like have tongues that are so big they trip over them. 
<laughs> so my name is uh, Travis Legion with two E's. That's an extra E. On that Twitter. On Twitter or Instagram. Oh, nice. I am your Cody McCann at C-O-D-Y-M-C-C-A-N upon your Twitter. And you can follow me at Mike Regan with two N's if you want. You don't have to. Where's that at? Oh, you can follow me on Twitter. Tight. Nice. What's your Snapchat? Oh, my God. I made my Snapchat like when I was 17. And young you Ren. can't change. Yeah, it's so bad. <laughs> young. Oh, like young with a... You can change it you? by not giving a shit and like starting another one. Yeah, but I have everyone like added on it. I don't feel All like... right, so give out your Snapchat. That's how you send dick pics, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Lay it down. Give it out. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow me on Snapchat, Young Regan, uh, my rap name, Y-U-N-G-R-E-G-A-N. Oh, that's... Nice. In it, in it, in it's it. A, it's a rare it. episode. You got some Mike Snapchatting. I yeah. might send you a dick pic. <laughs> uh, you got ass nice. You I might send you a picture of my nice. ass. <laughs> you got to see his last ladies. I mean, my boobs. You got to see his I got nice moobs. Oh, yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. Me too, yeah. man. Tight. Moves are good. Yeah. You're like double D's. Comfy. And I you can like follow us at Roast Mortem Cast on Twitter, Instagram, or Peer Pressure. Or <laughs> <laughs> follow all eight of our uh, mantits. Or shoot us uh, a shoot Gmail. Us a we have a Gmail. You can uh, <laughs> email no. us. Yeah, you can Gmail us a dick pic that we can forward to Mike. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, thank you, Shane, for listening. Oh, we love you. We love you. Danky, 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 Shane. Danky, danky, Shane. Fucking love Danky, If you like what you just heard, we'd love to hear back from you. Yeah! Mm-hmm. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram yeah, at RoastMortemCast. Yeah, that's right. That's us. That's us. And if you tag us on either one of those social platforms, mm-hmm. we will write an obituary for you, you sexy corpse you. Yeah, write in. We're going to write an obituary for you. Make sure you tell a friend. Give us a subscription. Yeah, let us know how we're doing. How you're doing, too. I want to know how I'm doing, how you're doing. It's just a good old... No one doing fest. Yeah. No one doing fest. That's right. <laughs> Don't do it. Do it. Yeah. For me. Stick around right now for some obituaries and some outtakes. Here we go. Oh shit! Some people died. Ghost childs. <laughs> Uh, oh, hello. Whoa, you made it. Whoa, you made an episode. You did it. Congrats to you. Hooray. Yeah. You. Wow. Uh, so we're gonna give you something. We're gonna give you a little treat. It's like if you skip down to the candy shop and you're looking for something sweet, yeah. and I give you a big old turd suck on. <laughs>
It's a chaser. Depends on what kind of turd. Yeah. If it's a diabetic turd, it might be oh, very sweet. It could be very Can sweet. They don't process sugar. They just push it yeah. right out. Yeah, so we're going to chase something for the episode you just did, Tom. You just listened to Django Reinhardt, a sexual gypsy boy with not-so-sexy-looking hand, but extremely fast, Sonic the Hedgehog-like hand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Django! Yeah, he was unchained <laughs> the entire hey, time. Hey, hey. I know, those were, hey. that was your joke. Yeah, I know. It was an easy joke. It was a low it was joke. Low, low, low hanging figs. That's, That's what why we I do. penalize that yeah. low hanging fig. Okay. That's right. The chaser we're going to prescribe for that episode is going to be Hank Williams. Willie. Ep- episode number 35. Yes. Good Hell one. Yeah. Both fantastic. Show. Fantastic musicians. Uh, Can you add a, a 34 to that? He's doing that 69. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Dude, that's uh, you think dope. That, how many sixty nines did Hank Williams do? Well, did, I don't think we disclosed. Well, that he was a Christian man, so he was always spread eagle. <laughs> just Necessary. every time, he, he was always ninety sixing. Just, just giant bush spread eagling. All right, really good guy. Okay, spread eagle. Well, yeah. as, as you'll learn from the episode. Well, yeah, you'll learn all the other things. Also, your view on the term "good" might change a little bit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Listen to it. All right, let's Thanks do it now. Listening. Stick around for out. Yes. Outtakey Shane. Outtakey Shane. I'm just trying to think of, like, what are other things you could put in your butthole that would make you do different things besides giving you pep and a step? Uh, Wasabi. Yeah, that would would just make you, like... Hot sauce? That would make you run faster. Run faster, yeah. Yeah. Hot sauce would make you probably give you a bit of a draw. Mm. Sweat. What about, like, an eggplant? That would make you possibly orgasm, depending on <laughs> what kind of person you are. It depends on the angle of the dangle. Do you know what Hitler's favorite um, thing to paint one? And Tapioca. also Jenga. Hot dogs? Yeah! You got it! Really? It was hot dogs! Whoa! <laughs> yeah, it was hot. It was like, especially, he was really into the Chicago style. Uh, uh, thick ones. Movement. The Chicago style just, movement. What is Chicago style? Tomato and onions or something? No, it's got relish on it. It's a thick right. dog, right? It just got stupid shit on it. It's, it's like it's like not a hot dog. It's really, the worst. At that point. It's a casserole in a bun. Ooh, that sounds good, actually. I'm fucking hungry. I am really hungry right yeah, now. Fuck me dog. too, dude. I can't wait to Let's go open. eat. But anyway, that's what Hitler and Django painted. I'm not meaning for this to be creepy or pedophilia. It's already there. Thank or you. Or pedophilia. But like, it's what Tommy, are you getting? Into? But it's like Tommy Pickles. <laughs> That's, uh, that's the mouth he has. Uh, that's okay. But no, but Tommy Pickles was voiced <laughs> by an older gentleman. It was by a girl. A it was girl. by a girl. Yeah, so Lezen, that's cooler. Lezen? Who's the other? Lezen. Leslie Lezen. That was her name, right? I think so. So you're saying if you're a if you're a 43-year-old French man with yeah. a mustache and the mouth of you're Tommy Pickles. You're as cool as Tommy Pickles. That's all I'm saying. Tommy Pickles smoking that no comprende. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. And then you're like whipping out the omelette to fromage, and you're like, wow, I can do French, too. You understand that's just their language. Like, <laughs> oh, she is fucking hot. What's going on? Dude, uh, Tommy Pickles, Elizabeth Daly. Yeah, she does a lot gorgeous. of voice acting. She's a lot Listen, of cartoons. So, yeah, I forgot her name, but I've seen her before. She's so very, very good-looking. Yeah, no, no, no. That, that, that. Oh, yeah, this nice lady. God damn. I know, right? So that extra... Oh, yeah, no, I've seen her. She's hot, man. Yeah, yeah. She's, she played like one of the Powerpuff Girls. Oh, yeah, yeah. Your yeah. pedophilia thing going. No, 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 no. So that extra says it's not pedophilia because she's fucking so. hot. I yeah. was like, oh, wow, Tommy Pickles had a fucking sexual voice. <laughs> wow, look at look at her fucking gorgeous face. 
Yeah. That's not Holly Pickles. She's a good looking woman. I hope she never hears it. <laughs> I hope she hears it and I hope she sends me a letter to P.O. Box 112 Jazz! I'm a sexual Frenchman. Woo! Go fuck a stuff. If you want to contact Travis Lee at roastmortemcast at gmail.com. And get a restraining order on it. <laughs> no, 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 no. That just might be pretty Get that no, preemptive. No, no. I've, putting, I've got seven already. Just putting out, just putting out we there. We haven't met yet. I'm just throwing this out there. Just uh, putting out there. Tommy Pickles is not hot, but his voice. Ooh. Her voice? Well, his in the show, but but in reality, <laughs> it's hers. That's what I'm saying. It's tricky. You can't see this at home, tricky. but Travis is gesticulating the fuck out of his frenzy it, fingers. It's like, tricky, dude. Well, the, it's tricky. The, the best part about it, though, is that it's not tricky. <laughs> <laughs> it's goofy. It's goofy. I'm, I'm riding goofy, dude. Give me a beer. Oh, here's sure. one. Yeah.